it is episode number 65 and I'm really excited to share this interview with Zoe in just a little bit. Um, I met Zoe uh, when I went to Barcelona earlier this month. I reached out to her before, thanks to social media. I found her, I think, on a hashtag like breathwork Barcelona or something like that. Um, and I, because I was looking for people in my community and and um, a possible breathwork session, and I found her. We didn't end up getting to, to breathe together, but I did a podcast with her. So that will be coming up in just a moment, but we do have just a couple little things happening in Nomadland. Um, I just uh, stopped, uh, just got off the last Zoom call of our six-week series of Movement 109's Who Are You Becoming? Uh, so we're going to be taking a break from that, integrating all the tools into our lives. Um, but if you didn't get to join us or you did and you want to do it again, we're starting again March 30th for another six-week series. And the reason why I'm telling you now so that you can plan ahead, but also, um, yeah, you could sign up now. And we're having a special this week. So if you sign up now, you get not only the Movement 109 six-week course, but you also get a year subscription to our online studio where we have practices and tutorials and talks and the online course. Um, and you get 20% off of it. So you get 20% off the year and then you also get Movement 109's six-week course of Who Are You Becoming? And that's a really wonderful self-inquiry. As you know, the last six weeks, as I was focusing on the last six weeks on this podcast, on the themes that we were unpacking in that in that course. So if you liked the last uh, six weeks and you want to um, continue on with us, why don't you sign up? <laughs> and yeah, that's sort of the next big thing that's happening in Nomadland. And I'll be heading off to Bali in a couple of weeks, or gosh, I think it's next week with a really wonderful group leading the retreat in Bali, um, Beyond Rituals. So we do have like one or two more spots left for the seven days, March 1st through the 7th. So if you've been eyeing it or just hearing about it, you can pop in and I think we still have a special up for those last two spots. So uh, yeah, come sign up, come join us. So with all that, let's go hear about Zoe. So I am here with Zoe in Barcelona or outside of Barcelona in the forest and I met you just a moment ago but I really connected with you on social media so I found you I was just telling you because you didn't even know how I found you but through a hashtag Instagram. <laughs> old Instagram yeah I hashtagged breathwork Barcelona and I because I wanted to have a little bit of, you know, breath work while I was here. And then I looked and kind of dug around your website and thought, oh, and you were on the Seek of Joy, Seek the Joy podcast. Mm -hmm. And I loved your, what you shared there. And I'm so grateful that I, you were so open to sitting here with me and sharing a little bit more. So thank you for being here, thank for you. having me be here. <laughs> thank you for, for coming out here and coming out to the to the forest and hiking yeah. up all the steps that we climbed to get to the, <laughs> to get yeah. the house. And, oh yeah. my God, it was so worth it. This view is just so special. And yeah, I had so many questions and I was trying to hold back while we were just getting to know a little bit about each other but 
Can we start there just to know how did you end up here in the forest of Barcelona? Um, well, yes, good, a good place to start. I um, So I was living in London and I had the feeling that I was, I was feeling tired and a little bit burnt out by being in a big city. And I thought I would end up moving to the countryside just outside. And um, someone taught me that when you have a dream for something, you visualize it and imagine it and be in that space and then say this or something better, please. Mm -hmm. And that sort of leaving the door open for the thing that you can't even imagine for yourself that's even bigger and, and brighter. And um, I went to visit someone in Barcelona and I had that feeling like, when it's almost someone else's voice, it seems, mm -hmm. um, before I had even explored the city that just said, you know, I, I, I don't want to leave. And so I sort of said a bit of a, a prayer or sent out a request saying, um, if this is just my rash kind of impulsive uh, <laughs> desire to run away or whatever it might be, then please show me. And if not, then, then equally show me. And later that day, I ended up bumping into some people in a square in Barcelona and um, I've been here, here, yeah, who were living here yeah. and even said, oh, well, if you, if you do think of coming here, I can um, give you a room to stay while you find a place. And, and so it was, it, you know, those sort of breadcrumbs mm -hmm. of um, this mm -hmm. is possible for you, keep going, um, keep taking a bit of a leap of faith. Um, because yeah. I'd always lived, I travelled, but I'd always lived in England until yeah. that point. Okay. Yeah. I love yeah. it. Yeah, and so you get, you did come to Barcelona without that intention, but just it was that when you stepped in the space, you just knew. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I exactly. Yeah. I thought I was just coming for a few days, and as it was, I left with the very clear feeling in my heart that I would be back here. <laughs> I love it. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a special thing. And you said that was four years ago? Yes, and four you, years ago. Yeah, and now you're up in the forest. Yes. La Floresta. I've been in La Floresta for three years. Yeah. And with here, it was, it was a feeling of, oh, I'd, I'd really love to be in, in nature. Mm -hmm. um, and then I think I even just heard the name of the place and my ears pricked up. Like, yeah. La Floresta. And, yeah. Um, and similarly, kind of came out here and things just... It was one place available, which was what I was looking for, and um, you only need one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it's a special. I love it. And, and yeah, and so you, the reason I found you wasn't just Barcelona, but breathwork. Mm -hmm. And so I'm curious to know because this is something that um, you know I've become more aware of it and been practicing it. And as people who know me, like I've been collaborating with other breathworkers. Mm -hmm. I'm curious to know how you found your way to this practice and to facilitating it. And mm -hmm. Well, I mean, my, the way that I found um, healing work in general yeah. is something that started off from a fairly young age. Like I was in therapy when I was a teenager mm -hmm. and um, anything that I, that I learned that helped me, I always had this really strong feeling of, I want to be able to make this available to other people. Anything that was working for me and, and working in my life, I was know. like, yeah, yeah, I want to be able to, to, to share this too. And so um, it was the same with breath work, really. Mm -hmm. um, 
I, I trained as a yoga teacher um, in 2013. Okay. And at the um, and again, I went there thinking, right, I'm going to be um, there teaching asana and that's going to be my <laughs> thing and I've got the plan and I've got the fixed idea and it's going to be yeah. like this. And then it was actually with um, kirtan, with meditation, mm-hmm. and that I had um, experience which really changed things for me. Okay. And so again, it was okay. Well, this is this is what I want want to um, add in to to share with other people. Yeah. And um, and breathwork specifically, um, I came to it was just a few, even a few weeks actually after um, I lost my my brother after he passed away, mm-hmm. and I I had this very um, the, the grief because it was quite a shock. Um, he yeah. was 29 and it was mm. unexpected um and the the grief showed me so clearly how the emotions were not just something that i could like work through in my brain i could feel like the sadness so um strongly in my body mm-hmm. and um and so i felt like i I, I needed something to support all of myself and um that would be like a very nurturing um and loving space and also that would really allow for a deep clearing and transformation yeah. and um yeah I'd been practicing different kinds of meditation for, for a while by that point and had gone into Reiki and things um but I had been following um reading this a lady called Erin Telford's um, newsletter yeah. for about for yeah, I connected her with her through uh, Erica, who I collaborate with. Okay, yeah, oh, they know great. each other well. So, ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I always, I, I really resonated with um, with her honesty and and like, gentle approach, and um, and it was just sort of out there on the table too. Like this yeah. is this is a kind of work which is which is here for you if you're really ready to like go in deep and and have things yeah move deep and move fast and yeah. I've always been quite um sometimes almost like with a bit of impatience to it but I've always been quite <laughs> passionate and like yeah I'm all in and like <laughs> screaming at the wind kind of like take it all and then you know obviously having to yeah. <laughs> deal with uh what it's like when that actually comes so you know yeah. I've le- I continue to learn balance with that yeah but yeah I had a lot of passion and she, it was really on the table as an experience which is you know you're you're an active participant in this you're mm-hmm. the one breathing and and it's going to take you um really deep within um and I think and I feel like for me that that's always what I was looking for as much as um you know community is a really important thing for me Mm -hmm. and um and all these different practices like at the end of the day I just I I want to feel that that connection with um with my with my inner self like with that um with the divine Mm -hmm. inside like it is that it's mm-hmm. that simple um yeah. and breath work was a was a way for me to um really touch that in 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 a way that was completely undeniable and um also it was a practice I had this session with her but then it was a few weeks later even at the end of the call with Erin yes okay. with Erin okay. so I had um I had a session with Erin which was actually online as well okay. which was funny because I had I had been very much like oh no 
oh the internet like very kind of you know preconceptions <laughs> like oh the internet takes it was so much less personal you're less connected right. which is crazy because I practice Reiki and Reiki you can send at distance and yeah. I and there's you know um there are so many ways for us to connect which are not bound by time yeah. and space so why would Skype or you know listening to a podcast or whatever why would we yeah. be limited by not being face to face but anyway so yeah. I, I had to eat my words on that one um, and I know and I now hold sessions over Skype and, and so yeah. on as well so and we're sitting here because of the internet, <laughs> internet yeah so yeah my my pride and kind of snobbery about that was like... I, I I mean I've been I've talked about that too on the podcast too of, of yeah. this of my love-hate relationship with with all of that too so yeah. I completely understand so you did a session with her you said yes I did okay. a session with her I'd never met her in person okay. but I and I was in this very very vulnerable raw state and um yeah the, it just it's it's hard to put it into words really yeah. um but I I just felt in I was able to really release emotionally mm-hmm. um and I I felt very safe and held and um and and what's what it was at the end is I, I was actually laughing I was <laughs> laughing a lot because even at a time where there was so much um sadness there was also this huge um and equally large capacity for joy yeah and and I felt um yeah just this this laughter and laughter coming from inside of me and I I knew in that moment that um all of the kind of fears and worries that I was creating in my mind, or even just like the story about me and my life, and this is challenging, or this is difficult, and this is going to be okay. It wasn't even like I had a sense inside that, oh, you're going to be okay, it's going to work out all right. It was that actually those challenges and those limitations and fears, like it it actually just wasn't real. Mm -hmm. It was completely, yeah, an an illusion. And, 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 for me a really driving like just a part of, of me is like this desire for freedom mm-hmm. and I felt in that moment complete freedom yeah and um and you know I don't live in that state of bliss like day to day since that moment but <laughs> yes, you, <laughs> you know yeah. and like you know being scratchy with with my boyfriend about putting his laundry away correctly this morning. you yeah. know I'm like I'm 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 still yeah but so <laughs> um however it's knowing that that's what's that's what's true for me that's what's real and that yeah. and and um and to be able to just go back go back to that whenever I feel um scattered or afraid or needing an answer yeah um is that's why I continue to practice it and um, and hold space yeah. as well. <laughs> and we have Freya here, just so everybody knows who wants to be heard. So you might hear her yeah, tossing my, around a little bit. Three-year-old, excited Spaniel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's definitely looking pleased about this, she wanting to play. She knows joy is coming underneath <laughs> everything. She is so joyous. Yeah. Well, it's funny that you were saying that because as um, we're recording this, as I was saying offline, we're we're doing an online course, and each week we have an intention, and I'm actually pulling different archetype cards, oh, cool. and we're in the bardo right now, and so it would be the liminal space. That's the archetype we pulled, and 
And so I just kind of dug deep. Do you know much about the bardo? I don't know. It's just about to um, ask. Tell me. So and basically, in, in like Tibetan Buddhist teaching, it it's looking at that space in between life, death, and death and rebirth. Mm-hmm. And um, but there, but there are four stages of it. And so there is this kind of the rupture. So what you were experiencing with you know having the loss of your brother, mm-hmm. of just something when things fall apart, mm-hmm. right? And then looking at that and then um the emptying right pulling everything that you know is now you don't know mm-hmm. <laughs> anymore <laughs> what is the unknown is that stepping into the unknown and not and realizing i can't go back there yeah right and then the third step is just being really really super present with yourself mm-hmm. but then what you're saying about the laughter is that on the other side of it is joy mm-hmm. and so and realizing that joy is humming underneath this whole time right mm-hmm. and so being able to be present with this playfulness with joy Mm -hmm. and so it sounds like in what you were saying too of like being like very fiery about like let's do this I'm all in (laughs) it just sounds like you that breath work really did you were committed to it because you know I think it if and anyone who hasn't experienced breath work it is it really dives in deep really quickly but there are um, experiences that you can close yourself off, right? Like you can get yawns and mm-hmm. like if you're not consciously ready to go there, your body will sort of shut down, but you were really open and vulnerable and let yourself go deep and grieved, but then also came to that other side of of joy. Yeah. So that's really beautiful. And that was your first experience with breathwork. Yes, that was my first okay. experience with breathwork. And I love I love what you were saying about about that cycle, yeah, kind of the rupture, and 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 then on, and then ending up with um, maybe a clearer sight of of the joy that's underneath. And I yeah. feel like, um, I feel like that's that cycle is happening all the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, and it's happening through the course of of um, maybe a year, and like with the cycle mm-hmm. of the year and the different seasons, mm-hmm. and then it's happening like throughout a day. Exactly. You know, in in a moment of holding on to something and feeling like pissed off and then yeah and then letting and it go like, and then coming like back scratchy with your boyfriend yeah so yeah who's <laughs> wonderful by the way for the record <laughs> yeah it um, is it's just it's just yeah. constantly remembering yeah and so they use that as an example of life death rebirth but it is it's it's within this structure of our lives all you know happening over and over it's all these different patterns so yeah yeah with having we see it in the side the cycle of a day yeah. being within the cycle of a year being within the cycle of a lifespan mm-hmm. of you know the the life death loop. yeah exactly so, it's happening yeah. all within us and around us at every moment we're in some sort of stage of it right um and so but you can I go back a little bit yes. because you were saying that you were in therapy as a child and you really had the you know whenever you got these different sort of tools you were passionate about it so is what was your life before the bardo? <laughs> we're going to use that theme. So what were you kind of doing? You said you had the yoga piece in 2013. Mm-hmm. And, but what were, what were you, if I have to say you were doing something, what were you, what was your path looking like before that? I'll put it, reword it. And so it's not like, what were um, you doing? Well, what was your path like? I mean, di- directly before that, I had, I had just come out of university studying okay. English literature and um loved to study and learn and and i i really enjoyed reading and then coming together in a group and discussing 
um, something that we had read and um, and I think there are some parallels with that kind of work as there are with um, yeah you know my my interests and, and work now um, but that was it you know I I had I had been at boarding school in England I went away to boarding school when I was 11 mm-hmm. um, I was already um, like this feeling of uncomfortability emptiness that I couldn't name um, had been there for a long time like I for me it showed up as sort of always asking my mum to miss school like I just wanted to stay mm-hmm. alone in my bed all the time mm-hmm. and um a huge sort of perfectionist fear anxiety like I remember one summer with um other parents saying oh you're looking forward to going back to school you know normal question yeah. and I would feel like completely paralyzed with fear oh. and panic yeah and um so I was sort of just that was simmering underneath from a, for a really long time and then I was achieving as well as I could at school um and I I was ticking I was ticking the boxes right like I was going on okay mm-hmm. I'd gone to university I was you know still still doing you know doing the right thing as I you know learned it to be from the culture and the family that I grew up in and then I came out of university and I I was basically just emotionally and spiritually didn't know how to be in the world <laughs> um and and so so that was it I was just very very lost I had um I had signed up to I had a place to study um to be a therapist okay um but I was about 23 and I was also um you know throughout my teens like drinking and using drugs and numbing myself mm-hmm. and while still trying to maintain this perfect like good girl sort mm. of um role and and I was you know I was at a sort of breaking point so as much as I had learned some some great things in therapy and it had really helped me I wasn't stable enough within myself to to take the place on that on that yeah. course and so at that time um I didn't I didn't go forward and and um accept the place on the course and I was really at that time when I went to um be like study as a yoga teacher I was um really just focusing on living a completely sober life like that was when that happened for me in my in my early 20s so got it so yeah yeah and I always I think it's interesting because I do see so many people like you and me too of just having um our own little ruptures you know as children or teens and and getting those tools of therapy and, and wanting to do something. And I, I always thought too, I was going to be a therapist, Mm -hmm. but finding a long, I had a longer path to get there, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but finding yoga, I think it's really interesting how people find their way to, you know, these practices of yoga and other modalities of healing, because they're also, you know, attracted. They had those tools to a certain extent, but it didn't go deep enough in a mm. way, right? It didn't fulfill you. You said spiritually, it said, you sounded like, mm. um, yeah. Well, and also my, um, still something missing. Sorry. Sorry yeah. to interrupt. Yeah. No, I, well, also it's funny. My, my, um, therapist who I, who I had at that time was mm. also, she was kind of a, I don't know how to describe it. You know, she was, she had a, she had a crystal lamp and she would talk to me about your life force and energy. And yeah. I would kind of, so she was kind she of a covert yeah. like yogi anyway. Yeah, that's um, awesome. So, uh, yeah. That okay. Yeah. 
And so, but you, but even with that, I'm interested because even with that, you were saying she kind of opened that door for you. You were still feeling there was something else that you were lacking. Um, and then you said, I'm curious if you don't mind sharing a little mm -hmm. bit about your experience. You said you had more, like you thought you were going to teach asana, mm -hmm. but then you started to go to kirtan and had an mm -hmm. experience. Do you mind sharing what that was for you? Like that sounded like it turned a light on for you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So I feel, um, I feel like each, each of us have, um, you know, there's at least one thing, um, which we can work with and share with others and, um, off, like offer up as a, as a gift. Mm -hmm. Um, and so there are people who work, um, predominantly teaching asana and that is, mm -hmm. they are just in their flow there and mm -hmm. and they you know that's their that's their gift yeah um and for me I um I I really benefited from that a lot because it was the first sort of practice that it it taught me for the first time to be to be loving towards myself and to my mm -hmm. body after really harming my body in many different ways and mm -hmm. also um this I had this moment of um, of being able to be sitting in my body in a posture which was which was uncomfortable, yeah. and being able to rest in that uncomfortability and see like almost you know coming back to the the space in between like yeah. being there and and being uncomfortable but being somehow in acceptance with it and able to rest in it, yeah. um, and so I I think it's still it's a beautiful practice um but for me yeah I went I went there and then it was it was during a meditation um where I I I, I felt a particular connection to it a power in it um that before I had just mainly sat in a meditation and listened to like just felt very much trapped in my head yeah and um really just sort of sitting there waiting for the timer to go off like <laughs> yeah you're like okay, probably five more breaths I don't know yeah opening the eye yep I've been there yeah which which is which is fine sorry for it's really okay excited. yeah um and and my experience with with that Kirtan was was a sensation um in my very much in my body in my heart center yeah of like that there was there was something like mm -hmm. something divine um which I had thought about a little bit before and been open to and thought oh yeah well you know the universe but I wasn't I was really kind of um just open-minded but didn't didn't feel that it, I, I wasn't sure about anything like yeah and um and then in yeah in that in that moment it was like oh okay this is this is oh, what yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is what I've been <laughs> this yeah. is what I've been looking for all all, all along and um, yeah. yeah well when you're saying that because I was just thinking of it too and um I'm wondering for you if you have thought about this if you know you hadn't done the work in therapy and then you hadn't done the work of getting into your body mm -hmm. right because that's what asana did for you mm -hmm. of and I am not even, yeah, I'm just kind of looking at all the doors that you, that were open for you and you entered in, right? Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if you have thought about it or, or believe if you hadn't done, you know, the therapy, 
and then the yoga and then the kirtan and then the breath work if you would be you know where you are and that like, you weren't ready for those things mm-hmm. you know I, I don't know if you had that experience I mean I for example I practiced yoga you know while I was dancing in my early 20s but it was really just you know on videotapes and mm-hmm. I wasn't ready for it yet you know I was still sort of like opening my eye to mm-hmm. with the meditation but then you know some shifting happened and and I danced and more and I and then I came back to it and then I did a lot more of the physical practice and then I started to you know really like the the petals or the you know the things were shedding and, I, and then I was ready for it mm-hmm. and kind of where I'm at with you know how I'm coming back to movement and, and now I'm discovering breath work I'm wondering for myself you know was I ready would I have been ready for where I am right now back then mm-hmm. yeah does that make sense yeah okay. that's that's it's a good it's a good point and I haven't I haven't looked at it in that way before, yeah before so it's it's um yeah it's interesting to see but yeah I, I I absolutely agree I feel like um like it was it was a a gradual thing yeah. and and each step prepared for for the next one yeah and um and also you know as I as much as there's this part of me which is like, yeah, I really like, I want, I want to heal, and I'm so willing, and I'm like <laughs> there, and I'm showing up, and and that's been that's like a very important driving force because otherwise yeah. I would, you know, I don't know where I would be. Um, and at the same time, um, I can't remember where I where I was introduced to this idea, but it it was from someone else. But about how, like, the, giving the body time and giving yourself time, yeah. and and actually re- part of respecting yourself and respecting your spirit and um, almost like when you're getting to know a small child, like you can't basically having, having patience with, with yourself and seeing that things, things will heal in their own time. And yeah. it's like you can't expect the plant to just suddenly pop ah, up and grow. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so seeing, yeah, you need yeah. the different stages of things. and. Mm-hmm. Um, and and having patience with with that and yeah. um yeah yeah I think you are similar and just that I'm when you get lit up about something it's like let's do <laughs> yeah. it it's all the time yeah. <laughs> yeah it is it does it takes time and patience and um you just said something that kind of sparked oh I know so maybe you can speak to this how long have you been, you've been teaching for about three the facilitating mother breathwork for how many years um yes. It, it was three years ago that I had that first um, experience of it and then I went okay. straight on a few a few weeks afterwards was when um, David Elliott her teacher was coming mm-hmm. to Europe for the he only comes um, certainly then anyway only once a year and that was happening a few weeks after I had that session with her so that was when I then did the, okay. the training and, okay. um, and yeah went on to, to hold the session that's yeah that's interesting mm-hmm. okay good um well, what I was going to, oh, what I wanted to ask you, and I've had a little bit of a conversation with my friend Erica, who has been on here, and she, she also facilitates David Elliott's breath work, too, mm-hmm. and we collaborate. Um, but what I'm finding with some people who are going to breath work or having experiences with plant medicine, mm-hmm. they're just, they're not in their bodies. Mm-hmm. And so they're having these really intense experiences like you had but you had had all this other work right you had this kind of foundation with 
the therapy and your mm-hmm. and your physical experience of your body and mm-hmm. meditation. Uh, so you were ready for it. But have you kind of run into, uh, you know, clients that have have had that intense experience but have not had that groundwork? And, you know, I'm just kind of curious mm-hmm. if you've seen that and yeah, how that I, looks like. Or... I, I haven't come across that as, as much myself, yeah. but I, I do think that it's, that it is essential. And I even have, I even say, you know, sort of um, very explicitly, like this isn't the only resource for mm-hmm. your well-being yeah. and your healing, and this is something which to to add mm-hmm. as a whole, um, you know, to have a whole load of resources, including yeah. things as it's simple as like, tool. yeah, it's one tool, and 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 to have to have like people who you trust and can really talk to, mm-hmm. even if it's just one, yeah. and um, to have to have that grounding mm-hmm. and that support because. Because yeah, it can it can open up a lot, and certainly um, that integration of coming back and saying, okay, well, I've seen all this, but now what do I do with it, and mm-hmm. and 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 what next, and and um, yeah. yeah, I'm still I'm still a human, and I still am thinking about like how am I gonna pay my rent, or yeah. you know what, like even these... though they've just had this very intense yeah. divine connection, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, how do I come back to earth? Yeah, into yeah. integrating those yeah those things again something that take takes time and um yeah it takes takes a village i think (laughs) uh and so kind of going back into your story if you don't mind sharing um putting some pieces together and i know a little bit more because i listened to your story on the podcast but kind of and maybe people are listening kind of put the little pieces together too so you were here already in barcelona for a year Mm -hmm. And then your brother passed away, and this mm-hmm. is when you were going through that grief. So, do you mind like sharing what that looked like being in this place where you didn't know much? You had only been here for maybe a year. Did mm-hmm. you speak Spanish or Catalan? Um, so I yeah, and what's and funny actually like, just like, to mention your community. Sorry, yeah, yeah. it's funny just to mention also it's um it's it's I'm so glad to have the opportunity to be doing this. Um, yeah podcast with you now because it's almost I think it's next week or something it's mm. it's a year it's um three years since he passed okay. away so we're like coming around to that anniversary wow. so it is like it's... I was wondering if I heard <laughs> your timeline you said something yeah. the story was about meeting a friend yeah. around this mm-hmm. time and I was like oh yeah okay. so it's um oh. yeah perfect timing as, wow. as always um yeah. yeah I was I was here I'd been living here for a year as you say and I did speak Spanish um, predominantly my community, um, like of close friends mm-hmm. were, were people who also spoke English mm-hmm. or maybe they were from here, but they had some English too. So yeah. the language, um, and I had been quite committed to say, oh, Spanish learning mm-hmm. and so on. But, but at, at this time I did, um, sort of take the pressure off myself and say, if I need to be around, yeah. um, people speaking English, that's fine. Mm-hmm. And, um. I, it's, it's, it was a strange time because I, um, I was forced to be very vulnerable with other people, even people who I hadn't known for that long. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, because I had definitely, and I still now have to work with that, um, part of myself that wants to be like, I'm okay, I've got this, I can take care (laughs) of myself, I don't, I don't, you know, and Mm -hmm. like, 
not accepting help or receiving and 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 that experience just I wasn't able to do that. Maybe it's like I was talking to someone recently about, you know, having a child and someone's like, you, you have to be able to ask other people for help because, yeah. <laughs> because you just you just do. And so yeah. um It's interesting the death and the rebirth or the death and birth right there, right? You mm-hmm. have you have to surrender to both. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so I I'm I made some very deep uh friendships and and relationships and my 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 boyfriend my partner and I got together a few months after that we'd known each other before okay but it also um it was like so much support came around me at that time Mm -hmm. and I and I felt I felt my my brother Dan's like love and energy through those people too and even to the extent of you know I got the phone call saying that um I would be able to move into the where the home where I live now, um, okay. like this, you know, beautiful forest and so yeah. on. I I received that phone call from the estate agent on the day of his memorial, so it was kind of just sorry, just right after. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So I I I although I was in a foreign place, yeah, um, I was very much supported, yeah, in so many different ways, yeah. um, and truthfully, um like for me it was it was grace that meant that happened when I was in another country away from from family because it 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 meant that um it meant that I had I had space to like have my own process of of grief and there was like a fair amount of of chaos in 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 my family and so if I had been in England living there when when it happened then I it, it would have been it would have been harder I, I interesting. feel yeah that's so and it's interesting interesting perspective to think that you got to have your own space for the grieving yeah okay. it, because that was actually some of the hardest part of it in a way it wasn't even just like losing somebody that I loved it was more around um the way that um I had like society and, and the rest of it how how death is viewed yeah and um and how different my experience of it was to how I thought it should be or like what how was a normal way to talk about it mm-hmm. like for example I I don't experience him as like gone in the way that I thought I would mm-hmm. <laughs> and um and so that it was there was the pain of, of losing someone that I loved but there was also what was actually more difficult in a way was was um giving myself permission to say all right like if, if that's how it feels for you and that's your truth like um yeah many times in my life coming up against that they're kind of like codependency but codependency on like a societal level too yeah. well everyone else says you're supposed to be like this and that the ticking the box of doing grief well is to have this like letting go you know yeah. you let them go and then you can and it's just yeah like that's that's not my experience yeah <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I doing grief well. Is that what you just said? <laughs> yeah, something like that. But yeah, I'm I'm British as well, so yeah. you know, very, these ideas about emotions and yeah. you know. I mean, I think that just Western world in general, we have these kind of dysfunctional thoughts around it too. And I'm kind of wondering if you don't mind sharing, um, just also because you said a little bit about how you were not treating your body well through, mm-hmm. you know, just 
alcohol and maybe mm-hmm. drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but it sounds like you were on already on that path of you know taking care of yourself. But did that also bring things up um, when he passed? You know, how did that feel mm-hmm. for you? Just to kind of not only grieve his own death, but to look at your own stuff, if you don't mind sharing. Mm-hmm. No, of course. Yeah, I'm happy to to speak about that. I mean, in t- in terms of like was I drawn back to those feelings of all oh, this because I had so I had been Anything, yeah yeah so I had been sober for, for four years by that by okay. that time so that was very much the the way that I was living yeah. my life by that time and I I really didn't have any feeling of um like wanting to to go back to that destructive mm-hmm. way of that's good. I, I just, I just didn't, and it was that. That was just grace. Like mm-hmm. that was, that was an 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 energy or a support that that came in and yeah. and was was just there. Like I, That's I did, yeah, I didn't have that. And um, and well, and also his um his passing was drug related as mm-hmm. well. Um, yeah, I think I heard that on the yeah. story you shared. Yeah, yeah, and I just that that wasn't there I mean it was it was hard to take care of myself sometimes definitely I would you know I feel like if I hadn't been going to cafes and having a coffee and a chocolate croissant that was kind of (laughs) holding a very delicate piece of balance with my mental and emotional health as I go but but um but it, it was a it was the truth is and this is it like I even now I hesitate to say it because it feels like what you're not supposed to say like it was a time that was filled with so much love yeah. and so much magic and so much grace and I don't understand exactly like everything about it yeah. but I know that in some way that he he was giving he was giving a gift in that transition yeah um that he needed to make and yeah. um and so yeah I definitely felt a strong feeling needing to take care of myself and and the breath work being a really key piece in that and and to allow others into my life and yeah. it um, almost sounds yeah. like the breath work was a gift from him too yeah you know yeah because of the timing of, of that all and now where mm-hmm. you're at that's beautiful uh, and I completely relate you know I don't and you don't have to hold back here <laughs> we have a good following they'll support you but yeah I mean I I feel the same way you know as you heard in my first the first podcast of just my father passing and and it was yeah I think it was one of the most beautiful things that he could have done mm. <laughs> um because I, there were so many gifts that happened you know even even my divorce, even though that was another cycle of grief that came, but it was because uh, he died that this relationship also died too with it mm. that could no longer. I mean, it was just dysfunctional and not healthy and it and almost like exposed that to a place where I was hiding it, mm. you know, or not looking at it. And because of the way that my father passed, it was like, I felt like it was a gift for my father, too. Um, and just all these other, like, really good gifts, too, right? Of, of, of joyous gifts. You know, that one was joyous now, but at the time it was not gift mm. joyous. I was mm. not looking at it. So I completely relate. And who, you know, who can label things as, like, what it should look like, especially grief? It's, like you said, it's so messy. Mm. And, and, yeah. 
yeah, it brings up so much stuff, but I think that we're just realizing that there's joy underneath it all. Yeah. Yeah. So that's great that you were able to really experience it. I love that you see, continue to say the word grace, mm. right? It felt just this act of grace mm. and that you surrendered to it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I feel that with, um, that with grief and, and, and loss, it's, it's, it's because um because if if we weren't so afraid about death or what happens afterwards and so on then it it would perhaps it wouldn't be seen as as such you know seen in the way that it the way that it is Mm -hmm. I think that's it every time every time that um someone's experiencing a loss it, it it highlights for all of us like our own mortality and um and so it's like a scary unknown yeah and that's also but then at the same time that's one of the 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 gifts of yoga and and diving in and exploring these places while we're still alive yeah physically in our bodies in our bodies is to touch that place which doesn't die and and um yeah that's yeah I feel like that's what so many of us are searching for yeah and I think that that's so true I mean what you just said of kind of like touching into it and that's just that's part of what we were just saying earlier just it's always it's constantly remembering Mm -hmm. remembering oh yeah ah it does exist within me and then we go back to being scratchy with the (laughs) (laughs) I'm just gonna say that because I love that little phrase I'm gonna yeah I can't wait to be scratchy with my (laughs) (laughs) and then remember that we all have this within ourselves yeah oh yeah (laughs) yeah and even I mean and still it it was it's that's it it's so many things true at the same time like after that time of loss like yes I was um just discovering breath work and I was going off to do this training with David Elliott in Italy and the whole thing was opening up and 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 at the same time I was like you know watching something obsessively on tv and eating chocolate and all that you know it's 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 all 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 the things yeah you have to feel all of the feelings (laughs) yeah not just one of them yeah and so and so now it sounds like your life has shifted a bit because you are you've shifted primarily to um, breath work. Is that what, mm-hmm. so kind of just, would you mind painting the picture of what your life looks like now mm-hmm. for people? So, so I'm based, um, well, things are, things are shifting on this, on this front, but I am, um, <laughs> I'm based in, Bas- just outside of Barcelona, um, yeah. in, in the forest and it's a short train ride away and I, I have, know. um, I might take your place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who knows? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> So <laughs> yeah, so I'm 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 based here, and my my time is spent uh, holding sessions, um, breathwork and emotional healing, and sometimes Reiki, um, sometimes virtually, mm-hmm. and sometimes in person sessions, one to one, or I have a little weekly group that I'm doing at the moment in this I space, know. and then also. Um, at the end of last year, I went and had an offering in London as well, which I hadn't done for a, a while. So to go um, back to London, yes, okay. I held held a breathwork group in in London, um, and 
writing is also something I spend a lot of time doing. So I, yeah, after studying literature and words are, are important to me, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. um, I love writing. Um, writing is a space where perhaps I feel, I feel less fear. Like one thing that breathwork has helped with so much is um, like self, self-expression, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, Thanks for going off on a tangent a bit, but no, but, I just, <laughs> but I just wanted everything to, is relevant. Yeah, yeah, I just wanted to say that you know, in terms of teaching, and especially if there's if there's anyone out there who's feeling like, oh, I'd love, like drawn to doing this kind of work in some form, but is like, oh, the thought of sitting in front of a room of people terrifies me. Like mm-hmm. that, or, or the thought of speaking on a podcast. Like, you mean for breath work? Yeah, okay. for for or breath teaching, work or teaching or teaching, yoga. whether it's yoga or meditation, yeah. um, or you know, whether it's whether it's another form of teaching or or, yeah. or creativity, perhaps. Like, I I had that. Um, I worked I worked a lot with that. Um, you know, like touching touching my throat now because it really was like if I thought about sitting in front of a group of people mm-hmm. and and needing to to lead um lead a group I would I would feel in in my body like this tightening and anxiety which was so strong it was as if it was as if someone like had a gun to my head like it was mm. really in my nervous system just so kind of um so strong <laughs> and um yeah it was a uh, yeah it was a big I yeah contraction that I had okay and um and so just to say that if you if you have that feeling and if you have that fear yeah. then it doesn't mean that it's not what you're supposed to do or that you're not ready to try or yeah. or any of that it's um, just it's just yeah it's it's just that um that's something which is still which is still in process and still still healing but it's not like that this was always something so so easy for me for me to do or yeah I definitely yeah. had that that fear you went through it yeah yeah and so you were saying just to come back to your writing you were saying yeah is that just a way that you kind of found your way to that and um you said that you were able to really express yourself through that yeah so write, writing um that's just natural for you yeah it, it is and it's it started as um as an outlet, it was the first place, even before I sort of trusted another human with my <laughs> feelings and all the mm-hmm. all the things that were spinning in my mind. It yeah. was um it it was the first place like that that blank page is is was like a you know, I, I wrote something a while a while ago called My My First God was paper because that's it's how it it's how it was. It was it the blank page was a, a space that was completely um, where I could be completely free and I didn't yeah. have to hide any part of myself. Yeah. And um, and actually, even when I was when I was younger, as a child, like my brother would come to the door of my bedroom and be like, "Why are you? Why are you? What are you writing about in your diary? Like, what do you have to write about? <laughs> you know, oh, I just sat here writing all day. You know, you have no. Yeah. What are you doing? He's like, um, what's going on in that brain of yours? There's yeah. not much going on in your life. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You're five what or do you, whatever. What do you have to report from yeah. today? But it was, it, yeah, that, that was it. It was yeah. it, um, a place to just be, be myself yeah. and, and have, and have an outlet. And so that was the first, the first place to express yeah. in that way. 
That's yeah, that's beautiful. I can relate in terms of dance because mm-hmm. I was a did that when I was you know very very young. I think I, my mom said I was dancing before I even walked because I would be in the little jolly jumper. Ah, oh. <laughs> but yeah, it's just it felt so freeing just to be yourself and not you know have anybody judge you or. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, mm. that's that's a gift. For, you know, I don't know if everybody can find, has that mm. when they were to be able to tap back into that joy of you know when they were a kid and mm. like you you found through writing. So that's beautiful that you found your way back to it. It sounds like mm. yeah, 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 and it, and in a different way too. And so I mean, yes, mm. the the journaling when I was younger, that's there's similarities there. But then going on to um to to school and needing to very much sort of okay how can I write correctly how can I give the right answer that someone else is looking for and it became (laughs) it became something much more intellectual yeah Yeah. um but then yes to come full circle and that and again that doesn't mean to say that like I can write something and I will be loving it and I'll be feeling so free and yes and then and then um and then making it public in some way, like whether mm-hmm. it's an article or, or on social media or whatever, mm-hmm. it will still, I'll still have, you know, from time to time, that feeling of cringing at actually like pressing the <laughs> yeah. post button, you know, because. <laughs> I understand that. Yeah, I have that. Yeah. So that's, that's still, that's still there sometimes. And that's, yeah. a, that's okay too. Um, yeah. But certainly the, the love of the practice itself. And yeah. that's what is my driving Course, I suppose in, in in all of it, whether it's yeah. meditation and breath work and um, energy work, or whether it's writing, like just how good that feels to be in that space, and how mm-hmm. awful I feel when I'm not doing it at mm-hmm. all. Like I, um, yeah, the world is really a much darker place when I'm when I'm not in enjoying those those things. You're not being embodied. <laughs> You're not yeah. embodying your soul. Yeah, it yeah. sounds like they connect you back to your spirit or divine in some way and yeah it sounds like that's what you need to continue to say continue to remember Mm. yeah um it was interesting too to just hear what you were saying of you know having this joy in writing and then going to school and it being very technical Mm. and intellectual and then finding your way back around to experiencing that joy and I I have similar path to with the dance you know going to school and yeah I just I really relate to that too of you know making it my profession and mm-hmm. having to like you said earlier like checking the block boxes off and being technical and you know making it this path and and then just abandoning it and coming back to a place of joy mm-hmm. with it so mm-hmm. um I love that you you had that similar experience with writing I also love. Um, I really enjoyed watching your your TED your TEDx Aww, as well, where thanks. thinking of thinking of writing and storytelling and dance yeah. and how actually how these things weave together as well it was really beautiful. How Aww. you did the the dance and the storytelling together. Thanks. Well, it's interesting because um, I just posted it again today for the group because it's the space. It's really about the space in between, mm-hmm. and that's where, as I said before, our online group is in the space in between. <laughs> I thought this is relevant. So that's funny you brought that up. But um, yeah, and that's how I found my way to the podcast because I really enjoyed, I, I, it took a lot for me to share my own story and writing. I've never really thought of myself as a writer, but I would be the journaler too, mm-hmm. like you. Um, but I always, always danced. So when I was invited to speak, 
to to do this TEDx, I thought, yeah, I like you, I can't sit there and tell people, you know, talk to people, <laughs> even though I taught yoga for so many years. Um, but I thought through dance, I could do it, you know, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll use my body and then I'll say words and I'll hide behind that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I really enjoy being able to sit and not only tell my story, because like I said to you before, I'd rather hear other people's stories. <laughs> so that's where the podcast came from, was, was that. And then the Movement 109 that I'm teaching too, because I wanted to dance in a different way and have other people experience their bodies mm. and start to embody themselves in a different way. Mm. So, And I, I love, so combining as well move, movement and, and breath work mm-hmm. and what you were, you know, coming back to what you were saying about yeah. people, you know, the, the integration and the um, perhaps grounding of these big experiences and yeah. also how to lead into them in, in a safe way. Because one of the things that I, I like to to um to do when we're in a group for breath work is to have um this, this isn't something that I um experienced uh in on my training necessarily, yeah. but I like I love to move. Yeah, yeah. like so I wanted to do it sitting yeah. here now. Moving our body. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like move, moving yeah. moving the body, um, both before and sometimes sometimes after. But yeah. that um yeah, I think that's and also for the, the playfulness of that yeah. too, because it can be kind of it's you know intense. we can get kind of serious of like oh right we're going into yeah you know, just... like you said earlier <laughs> you lit up and you're like yeah let's do this I'm all in yeah but... it's so true I think um, that's that's what it was funny because I was finding my way to moving so there's a whole floor work that I offer Mm -hmm. and then we go into what looks like dance as I say Mm -hmm. so people don't get intimidated Mm -hmm. it just looks like dance (laughs) but we're moving to music right Mm -hmm. and then what we usually do with Erica who facilitates the breath work is we bring them back down to the ground and then their bodies are ready to receive those gifts right and to go in deep Uh, and then they have those tools of the floor work that I offered to move the energy as they're doing the, the breath work mm-hmm. right because well my experience because I wondered that for myself when I asked you that question where if you felt earlier um if your body if you were ready right you did the therapy and your body work with yoga if you were ready for it because I think that I sort of wondered when I first did breath work wow would I have been able to handle this you know on different levels mm-hmm. um to receive the gifts right first of all when there's energy got in there but would I have been able to know how to move it um but also if I did and had these experiences would I have been grounded enough to you know to Mm. keep myself here Mm. (laughs) yeah because I still feel in breath work I'll get caught up and like oh I really like being there do I have to really come back Mm. you know I have that moment Mm. yeah and I and I feel like as well um even in sometimes the the like the messiness of it yeah. and the say like going in so deep and then coming home and feeling like discombobulated yeah. and there's also it in another way there's also just purpose in all of it and mm-hmm. all of it is as it needs to be and whether it's going to a breathwork session and and not really being ready or whether it's going in and like being in your head all the time and and not not being able to let go like all of it is you know I, I I obviously at holding a session there's you know take seriously that responsibility of 
providing like a safe you know a safe yeah. space and a grounded space and um to the best of my ability and also seeing like there's so much going on which is very much like guided by the mystery and the unknown and the you know yeah. can't that can't be controlled and sometimes sometimes it does it, it does get messy and that's that's okay too because yeah. there's there's also that part of us which is always unharmed and is always safe yeah. um, no matter what's it's going just, on yeah the rupture yeah, yeah the <laughs> rupture is necessary yeah whether it's from somebody passing that we love or even just being in a breathwork session of uncl- like like getting the junk like declogged mm-hmm. <laughs> right mm-hmm. from something that in this life or the past life Mm-hmm. Right, just that's a rupture too. Mm-hmm. It can be messy and, mm-hmm. and necessary. Yeah, yeah. And there's also I I believe there's different there's different types of of breath work too. Mm-hmm. And I I um my experience of the one with uh that came through David Elliott and Erin Telford and so on. Yeah. It is there there is a, a feminine. A strong element of the feminine to it and yeah. and softness and sweetness and yeah. and surrender and it's um i it, to me it, it does feel feel balanced in that way as well not just like no right it's aggressive. yeah <laughs> well that's interesting because have you experienced because I, I actually did a facilitator training not through david elliott through one of my um kind of colleagues uh ashley lenman who's been on here so I I've been exposed to different types of breath work. Have mm-hmm. you as well? Um, I try I tried one I tried one other. Okay. Yeah, I tried one other. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, the one the one um through David Elliott and Aaron Talbot is the one that, that resonates with yeah. you. Yeah. But I feel that you you know I think that well I can't speak to the one that you had, but the other ones that I've been exposed to, they all have that same feeling of you know being very held and. Mm-hmm. And it is, it's very divine feminine. Mm. And kind of looking at the, the yoga from, from another perspective, I think that's very masculine, right? Of having, especially like the Western version of, of yoga, right? It is very much like we're going to go in and move our bodies and move this energy, mm. right? And I think that is the why I think a lot of us are being drawn to, to breath work mm. and, and the movement. The movement that I offer is very organic too. Mm. Um, so I like to say it's in that same sort of we have to label things in that same category mm. because I think that we have been doing it this very kind of masculine way, this yang way mm-hmm. for so long because that's what we are, Westerners, right? Yeah, we check things off the list. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and the di- like dynamic and always yeah. moving and yeah and um, yeah. So there is there's something really beautiful of being able to surrender the um this kind of work yeah even though we are doing stuff we're breathing really hard um we are there's a lot of grace in there to use your word earlier yeah because the amount the amount of of trust that's involved because intellectually when you think about it it's like yeah what you're just I mean you're just breathing what I know how to breathe what's what's that gonna do for me um and so so much for you everybody you haven't done it yet go yeah necessary yeah so the trust the trust involved um in just whether showing up to a to a session or holding a session the trust that 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 grace will be will be there and 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 running the show is yeah is 
is is huge so it's um Actually, that, that kind of brings me back to a conversation we were having before we started. And I'm curious, because I was speaking to you about, I don't really know what's going to happen. And this is the first time that I'm not freaking out. How Do you feel the same way, not especially now that you've been working with um, Breathwork too, and just you're about to step into a little bit of the unknown again with this possibility of a move? Do you feel that the Breathwork has helped you in that surrender and not checking things off? it it definitely it's it's something very supportive in in that yeah in the the unknown particularly I would say how um relates to being able to make contact with the heart and intuition Mm -hmm. um because for me in that kind of if there's change or like unknown up ahead then if I'm in my mind like centered in my head and I'm thinking oh how will this work out and and will this be okay and what will happen and um then that's where things get get painful right and tricky Mm -hmm. um and so the breath work as a direct route of coming back into the heart and softening in the place where really there's nowhere to go there's nothing to turn out right Mm -hmm. like we just to neutrality um and then also being able to feel um the nudges of what to say yes to and when to move and when to pause even when the mind is saying oh but you've got to sort this out and then the heart's saying well just hands off and see what next week might offer you you know so it for me it's it's a practice which very much helps stay in in that neutral place and the more intuitive um place so I'm definitely going to be <laughs> using using like, it still. Yeah, yeah, but that's great that you're able to 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 really show how it's being reflected into actual life instead of just this isolated mm. experience, right? Mm. Um, great. What else? Anything else you want to share? Um, I'm just I'm I'm grateful to to have had a chat with you. It's been it's been so lovely and um just in this if if there's if there's anyone who's in that sort of I guess we said a little bit before we started but um recording but yeah if there's anyone who's in that in between space because I know that um talking about uh, a spiritual journey or you know how we came to a particular place we can focus on oh and then there was this alignment and this and it can sound like you're not doing it right if you're not having all these perfect signs leading you to this ideal future. And I just, yeah, I just wanted to say if anyone's listening and they're in a space of like, I just don't know. And I feel, I don't feel good and I don't feel clear and what, you know, or whatever it might be. Um, just knowing that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. And, and you're not doing it wrong by any means. And, and, um, yeah, we're not never alone. Whether it's the support of 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 those who love us, um, or all the unseen support which is with us, <laughs> um, just to just to communicate that. Yeah, I'm glad that you. Thank you for saying that because you had said that before we got on, and I thought, oh, I wanted that sound for the podcast. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I'm glad that you came around to it again. I know I just have a, whenever I meet somebody like you and we're about to sit down for the podcast, I'm almost like, I don't want to say anything. Let's just <laughs> turn it on and see what happens. But I'm glad that we did. And, and thank you. I'm so grateful that you, first of all, just responded to my Instagram message <laughs> and that we, you opened your home and I got to meet Freya. <laughs> um, and just being so vulnerable and sharing, you know, so much of you and this little time that, you know, you're getting to be here and share. So thank you for that. My yeah. pleasure. Thank you for, yeah. for having me on. And just, yeah. Yeah. And we're going to continue to follow you. Yeah. Oh, actually, let people know. How can we follow you, Zoe? Oh, yes. So the, the best place is probably through my website, which is zoewoodhealing.com. So that's Zoe spelled Z-O-E and then wood, um, like like in the forest, yeah. <laughs> zoewoodhealing.com. I'll put it um, in the show notes. Yeah, be in the, yeah, yeah, in the notes. So that's the best, that's the best place to see, see what I'm up to. And I have yeah. some uh, meditation downloads on there and awesome. um, news and, and so on. Good. Yeah. And you'll be here in the forest for a little while. <laughs> I will for a little while, and then you'll. I mean, who know, who knows what you find? You'll probably find me in England as well, and um, I'm also I'm also available uh, virtually um, for sessions. Wonderful. And I love I love writing. I send out every few weeks or so. I send out some some writing on whatever's been on my on my mind or going on in my life at that time, and so. That's another way to to stay connected. Okay, if good. You would like, yes, stay connected. <laughs> okay, good. Well, thank you so much again, and I can't wait to see where we meet again in person. I'm sure we're gonna find each other again. So yes, who knows? Maybe you'll end up. Maybe you'll end up. Maybe <laughs> yeah. in this I'm like, very um, home. <laughs> I really like your place. What are you moving now? <laughs> Stranger things have happened, right? <laughs> who knows? All right. Thank you, Zoe. Thank